Hey guys, good morning. Welcome to Cancel This, the show before the show. We're just but the final touches on things as we do. Uh, always reminding you who jump in, like, subscribe, share the show. It helps us out. We appreciate it very much. Uh, it is Monday. Um, Happy Columbus, Columbus Day. Day. We said that at the same we time. We did. Jinx. Do your, you have a high school daughter Yes. at a private school. Yes. Are they off today? Yes, they are. Are your kids off? They're, uh, hold on a second, I'm checking with him again on this. Even my son-in-law and daughter, and well, my son-in-law isn't technically off from the corporate job, but my daughter works for Andrew Bailey and she's off. Yes, mine are. Um or mine is one. Yeah, that's right. You just have the one. I just have just the like one you, now the too. one. Just the one left. <laughs> just the one little straggler. Yeah, she's off. They seem to incorporate it Thursday and Friday. They were off for teacher conferences and fall break and all that, and then they tack it on with Columbus Day. But she does have a game today, even though she was. There's no school. She still has a volleyball game this afternoon. I'm glad she's off for this. Oh, my God. You're jamming this morning, aren't No, I just want... Somebody just sent me the... I'm not going to get into it. It's the show before the show, but Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey breakup song. Oh, they you, they already have it, huh? And she already wasn't at the game. You know that, right? She didn't show up at the game. So they might already be broken up. I know everybody's going to be heartbroken on our show about it. Oh my God, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to play it. Oh, so funny. So, so funny. Trying to smile in the midst of all the other crazy stuff oh, that's going on. Really, it's oh, sickening. But of course, we'll get into all of that. And it's so intelligently planned. Yes. And with the buffoon in office that we have. Unreal. Good morning to everybody. Hey, Ben. Angie, Trisha, Donna, Nancy, <clears throat> Michelle, Annette, Karen, everybody else that's jumping in at least saying hi. Good morning, Greg. I'm um, sorry about Mizzou. Georgia, yeah, I was at the game. Incredible week. I've never seen the University Missouri football city impact so much. Um, they had the game. They had it. 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 One. Um, For all of you jumping in now on the show, and we'll be promoting it. 820, Stephen Shalowitz. He lives in New York City. Um, just a, a phenomenal wealth of information when it comes to everything Israel, the Middle East. Um, he's going to be joining us. Um, he's got his own podcast, too. He's host of the Israeli cast. Oh, so excited. And the yeah. One Way Ticket Show podcast. Um, Definitely we'll be hearing things by him that we are not hearing on the scrubbed mainstream media. Boy, did they well, scrub stuff. Well, a lot of the mainstream media does just be, I mean, and once again, I, I hate to do Republican, Democrat thing, ah, but you're, it's you're right. 
when it comes to the media, they try to divide local media, national yes. media. Local media may not know they're doing it. They're just lazy because they don't have the resources to put good product on. Mm -hmm. National mm -hmm. media for sure. Especially newspapers. Um, the Washington Post had a headline, hundreds killed in the region. <laughs> on both sides. That's yeah. It's like, give me a break. Yeah, crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy. Robert sent me this song. I Maybe we'll play it. It's. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. I'll send it and see if it's there. Let's do I it. thought you sent a, a picture, found a picture where she, they were traveling together. I did, but then I but I don't know how old that was. I thought it was oh. going to the game, oh. but it turns out she didn't show up at the game. Yeah. So I don't, maybe that was just sometime in the middle. I don't know. Oh, we've got, we've got a, um, I'm very happy to see this. We have on our Facebook chat line. Someone with an interesting name, I'm Dabadul Hogg. They're saying they support Hamas. That's, 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 there's a lot of people who support Hamas. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Most of our listeners wouldn't, but I, I'm glad we have somebody on here. I want to hear the defense of it. <laughs> Stephen will break it down. It's very complex. It really is. The sad thing is there are... It's very complex. 70 to 80... Well, we'll let him say it. There's a lot of people that live in Iran who are innocent, but not their government, not the terrorist groups. Mm -hmm. Like Hezbollah and Hamas. Yep. Yeah, like Rob is saying, where is Talib's opinion on Hamas taking? There is no, there is none. You're no. not going to hear anything. Nope. Although. The squad is something else. Well, the squads have had a lot of anti-Jewish. Anti yes, they're very anti-Jewish. In D.C. Uh-huh. Very anti-Jewish. Too anti afraid to upset everybody by actually well, standing two, your ground and seeing what should Muslim. be said. Uh, Jenny says, my sister got a Facebook warning for showing support of Israel. We had a comment taken down for that as well on our Patriots outpost that someone had put support of Israel. And then they told me that their comment then was gone within seconds. I, I never saw it. But so interesting. I'm hearing a lot of people having warnings or their comments taken out if you support Israel. If this isn't very obvious what's going on, I, I don't know what to wake people up. All right. Well, let's go ahead and start the show.
Hey guys, welcome into Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks and Projo in the house. It is a Monday. It is October 9th. Appreciate everybody jumping in for our show before the show. Now we get into the real stuff. Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time on our website, CancelTheShow.com. News, news headlines, politics, as you know, interviews from all over the country and a variety of subjects. Cancel culture education business and of course Fridays we have a little fun a little free for all conspiracy theory fortunately a lot of our conspiracy theories are turning out to be true these days mm-hmm. um, they really are um, and of course um, we, we try to have some fun too we're serious we're hardcore we try to present truth we try to present facts not worried about feelings um, give the information to the people that need it so you can do with it what you possibly can um, well, nothing, nothing embarrassing to report for Joe Biden over the weekend. That was like a six-week running deal. Yeah. Keep him out. Let's push something else to the uh-huh. forefront. You betcha. Even if it means a war. Um, we're going to break down this whole situation going on in Israel. Uh, we're going to attack it today. We will attack it. Stephen Chalowitz, um, there's nobody, no better person to talk to about what's going on in the Middle East because of his degrees. Um, I mean, his... <laughs> He sent me his, um, basically his autobiography, his resume. I was like, holy crap. I mean, his bio is, it's forever long. Um, he, he lives in New York City. He does have a big time degree from Washington University, one from Johns Hopkins. He's visited all these countries in the Middle East. Um, he spends tons of time there. Uh, he's going to break down what led to all of this. Um, there's so many situations. What led to this meaning in recent times? Because as we all know, this goes back to... 1947 and even before so we've got a lot to get into with that of course we'd love it when you guys jump in the show this is a live podcast uh most people check out the show outside of our live hours of 8 to 10 a.m central however for those who do jump in on the show we're grateful we appreciate it and when you do jump in we try to get to your comments your opinions you make the show that's why we think we're different we have the opportunity to have that live audience um, to bring you news, but to also try to really dive into topics when we have an opportunity. Things that you're not going to see. Yeah, you'll see things on the news when it comes to what's happening in Israel, but you don't really get an in-depth look of what's going on. If you want to be informed, then you stay with us. If you want to get some information, stay with us. We will get all that. Inf- Just like we've broken down the situation with Ukraine. Um, and this situation, uh, it, it's uh, the whole thing, it, it just... We're going to get into it. We've also got um, some some situations going on with Donald Trump. We're going to get into that. Um, we'll play a fun song at the end of the show, or in the second hour, regarding a possible breakup song. Yes. <laughs> a possible breakup song that's already out there. I, I don't know if this is fake, if it's AI, if it is, it's amazing. But it certainly sounds like Taylor's voice, that's for sure. Uh, and in the midst of everything, if you haven't seen your gas prices go up... Ugh. Yeah, just wait until you see what's going to happen again. Of course, Biden gave away. He depleted our strategic reserve. And then something like this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, get ready. Um, we'll deal with all of that stuff. This is Cancel This once again. Um, remember to check out our website, canceltheshow.com. And check out our merchandise site. We have a lot of people buying product. We're grateful for that. You can support us. You can have some great merch at the same point in time. Cancelthisshow.com. Go to the front page. You click on the merchandise button. And when you click on the merchandise button, it shows you all of the hats, the shirts that we have, all kinds of different cups. It's all there for your viewing. You can check it out. There we go. We got it up there for you. You can see what you have. 
lots of new options coming on a daily basis. We've also got um, an organic cancel coffee, American Legacy Coffee, um, veteran, and we've got, yeah, there is, okay, Nick Mathena's Coffee, Nick Crystal Mathena's Coffee came in last Friday, uh, American Legacy Coffee Company. Um, you can check out that coffee. That supports us. It supports Nick. It supports um, military causes. We are grateful, grateful, grateful um, when you do buy things. From that standpoint, you get local pickup as well. Once again, you just go to canceltheshow.com to check that out. Uh, before we get into the serious part of lots of things, somebody asked me, Vic, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I'm a Mizzou fan for all of our national listeners. I played football at Mizzou. Um, I did the dad's weekend. It was interesting. Uh, because I've been doing them for a couple of years with my mm -hmm. daughter. Mark Wahlberg, of all people. Oh, wow. His No, he wasn't at Mizzou. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to no, tell No, he me was that. in South Carolina over the okay. weekend. He says he regrets not going to college and oh. regrets not going to a fraternity and being involved with fraternity and sorority life. He just thinks that there's a lot to offer kids. Mm -hmm. There really is. I mean, a lot of times you can, oh, they haze them. They're, yeah, those incidents happen just like anything in life. Correct, correct. Uh, but there's a lot of bonds, a lot of uh, brotherhood, yes. um, sisterhood that can come out of that. His daughter goes to South Carolina. Okay. Or not South, uh, a school in South a Carolina. A school, okay. But he moved out of L.A., they moved to Vegas. His daughter hmm. goes to South Carolina. See, so he was there for a family weekend. I did that a couple of weeks ago. But he made it known that he loves college life and he misses it and wished that he could have been a part of that as his daughter goes there. Um, so, Alex says maybe it's because he's having a midlife <laughs> crisis. He might be. <laughs> he, he might be. Um, that's for sure. Um, Mizzou lost. It was terrible. It was great to see. So we're based out of the St. Louis area. We're a national show. However, we do have listeners who go to the games. It was an amazing atmosphere. Um, Missouri lost to LSU. Congratulations to LSU. Um, all the LSU fans that I met too were, were just, just good people. They really were. Uh, I love the accents of deep Cajuns. They're the best when they do make it and travel and you get a chance to talk to them. Um, but I had a chance to catch up with my kids. Um, so fun. Yeah, here's a. It was fun because I'll show you this picture. My daughter, you know, she's working. She worked. Um, she was serving us. That's so, so fun. Yeah. So she's the oldest one. So she's been in Columbia now three years, and then Drake's the freshman, the one that had to decide whether he was going to play football or go to school. So yeah, he's doing the fraternity thing and studying his ass off to um, get a good business to uh, take care of us. So cool. <laughs> so cool. Yes, he can take. Younger care of one him. had a football game Friday night. Love it. So, were you, were you at two places at once? No, I, I skipped the football game because they were playing. I mean, with all due respect to Lutheran South, they're just not a very good team mm -hmm. right now. And I knew it was thirty-one to nothing after the first quarter. Got it. Got so, it. So, yeah, <laughs> that is like, an amazing. I was picture. watching. You know, thank you. I was watching um, from my phone. Oh, we, and then that great that you can do that nowadays. You know, Joe and I were talking about this earlier that your kids look so much like you. They're like <clears> your mini me's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, they look a lot like you. Good-looking family. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Thank you. We appreciate it very much. So we had a good time. Uh, my voice still isn't fully back from yelling at the game Saturday. That's for sure. Yeah, it sounds deep. Uh, Trisha says rivalry in my family. My brother, what? My brother likes Mizzou. Likes my sister-in-law, true Cajun LSU grad, Glenn M I Z. <clears throat> yeah, so hopefully um, things will go forward and they'll be good. Rob jumping in, getting us back on more serious topic. <clears throat> Sorry, the election was rigged so they could move forward with the Great Reset. Yep. Trump was in the way. They will cheat again to keep it moving forward. Ugh. If and when we do make it to that election, I say that loosely, and there is an election, 
Um, it will be interesting to see because I just don't see, as I've said before, how anybody's going to allow Trump to be in office. I know. It's it's so scary. To I don't think that. that there's any way Joe Biden runs for office, but Correct. I still don't think there's any way Trump is allowed in office. I hate um, to hear that. And then that. what's going to happen in this country mm-hmm. afterwards, mm-hmm. especially with what you see what's happening on the ground in Israel right yeah. now. Yep. Now, a lot of Americans... We hear things, we see things when it comes to the Middle East. And there's, it's for anybody that's alive listening or watching the show, there's been constant turmoil, there's been constant conflict when it comes to the Middle East. There had been peace, so to speak, somewhat peace um, since 2021. Um, you notice it was really quiet in the Middle East when Donald Trump was president. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has already come out with this quote. After we see what is going on right now, and it was an attack, and I'm sorry, and if you want to come on the show and back Hamas, you can back it. You want to back Hezbollah, you can back it, but we know the truth, Mm -hmm. and you have no justice on your side for the attacks that occurred over the weekend, and we're going to break it down and present it with fact, just not opinion. Mm -hmm. With that being said, Donald Trump already jumped into the mix saying, quote, the horrible attack on Israel, much like the attack on Ukraine, would never have happened If I were president, zero chance, Donald Trump. Now, that's Donald Trump taking low-hanging fruit. I get it. Anybody can say it, armchair quarterback. But do you believe him? I do. I do. 100%. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because he didn't allow that shit to happen when he was in office. Mm -hmm. Not only the United States being a better place, a safer place, the world was a safer place. Because when you have the power and people respect you and they know you won't sit back and they won't let this kind of crap happen where innocent civilians, the worst atrocities happening to them, are you kidding me? And then you have media like the Washington Post saying hundreds on both sides are being killed and not talking about the attack and what it is. Are you kidding me? And I'm not saying that Israel's been perfect because when there's fight, people go back and forth, back and forth and back and forth, which came first, the chicken or the egg. But the one thing that remains constant is Israel has tried over and over and over, even to give I mean, millions and millions of dollars and oil, just accept us, deal with us. The Middle East will not accept Israel and they will never accept their state. And that's why you have the situation going on. So I don't mind Donald Trump coming out and saying this. Where's Biden been? He's sleeping and eating his ice cream. Where has Biden been in the midst of all of mm-hmm. this? You, nowhere. And I'm not trying to make it a Republican Democratic thing, but our president right now is mm-hmm. a Democrat and he's clueless. He's yep. lost. He's gone at the wheel. He's not steering the boat. Who is steering the effing boat while we have to watch the atrocities that are occurring in the Middle East right now? It's, it's awful. He's nowhere. He really isn't. And they don't want him out there. They don't want him out there because he would say something stupid and everyone knows what the left thinks. You know, it's like all these same people that have Ukraine signs in their front yard along right next to their Black Lives Matter signs. Do you think for one minute they're going to have the, you know, the Israeli flag? Hell no. I mean, it's so obvious these days that it is a left and right issue, even though it shouldn't be. Donna says, yes, USA was strong, Vic. Biden made us look weak. Yes. So countries continue to do what they'll do. We'll get into the $6 billion that Iran, mm-hmm. that Iran um, received weeks ago as well. We'll break down that whole situation. Um, don't think for a second receiving $6 billion hasn't given them some sort of feeling where they could funnel money, where they could do whatever, use it for, it's supposed to be used for humanitarian, humanitarian 
um, situations. And I, I even think there was a tag, and we'll find out from Stephen, that it has to be designated humanitarian to withdraw that because that money is still sitting in an account. That's what I understand it to be. So you use that money however you want, when you can, but don't think for a second if you know you have that money, you don't have a problem spending money for an attack. And evidence showing now that Iran helped these groups plan out this attack. And it's interesting the timing of everything right now as well, because an attack on Israel is an attack on the United States, or at least it used to be. And it should be, especially given the bond that we have had, especially hearing what former President Donald Trump said. What are we going to do? How does that happen? When you attack Israel, you know you're trying to poke the big bear, the United States, or what used to be the big bear. And now we know we're just kind of running like a little cub, like a baby cub, not knowing what the freak to do. It's sad. I'm embarrassed as an American that we have allowed things to get to this point. And I haven't even gotten into the gas situation, too, uh. because I know Americans, we can be selfish. We're used to our nice way of living life and good prices. And, and we saw what gas was doing earlier uh, in this Biden <laughs> presidency. Uh, the strategic reserves are <clears throat> extremely low. You can thank the president for that. And now we've got unrest in the Middle East, which is going to give OPEC an opportunity to just sit back not produce as much. They have all the bargaining power. We don't. And who's running the United States? Obama. Who's running these media companies mm -hmm. that are refusing to tell the full story of what's happening in the Middle East, in Israel? Rob says the left hates Israel because the Bible is against abortion, homosexuality, and everything they stand for. Um. Palestinians saw an opportunity, just like Russia. They took it, that coming from Donna, because when you see a weak United States, you see a weak Biden, that it's easy. Once again, Biden's low-hanging fruit for people to go after, but the situation is, is much stronger than that. Um, there's a lot that's going on. Um, but I guess, once again, when we saw $6 billion given to Iran by our government in prisoner exchanges, which only the Biden administration could have been out in front of, whether people agree or don't agree. That's what we have seen and shown those facts for it to be the case. Angie says the media just doesn't report the truth, guys. And Greg's, mm -hmm. yeah. And then yep, Greg says, right. how crazy that days after a report about gas prices dropping mm -hmm. this fall, the attack on Israel began. You betcha. And then, of course, Jessica adds, listen, guys, it's bigger than Obama running the show. It's oh, group, that's for sure. It's a group of globalists. Yes. It's a uniparty. Mm -hmm. I hate to sound like a broken record, but Obama can't get all of um, the criticism, so to speak, as being the one and only mm -hmm. leader, the puppet master, the guy that controls Biden. But we all know something's going on because Biden, he, he's not, he is the one president who speaks with the media the, the most infrequent. He's the one president who's had more gaffes, more embarrassments, more stumbles, bumbles, fumbles than any president in the history of the country with arguably the worst staff of uh, people that have been elected to positions as well for their positions. So we deal with all of these crazy situations that are going on. And there's we, we can talk about it. Most of us have never studied Israel. We've, most of us have never been there. And even if you have, I, I don't know anybody who'd be better to speak to about the situation that's going on than Stephen Shalowitz. 
Um, Stephen um, is an incredible guest to have on today because he has done so much. Um, Stephen, I was telling people before you came on earlier about your long and distinguished, I mean, long and distinguished um, uh, bio. You are the host of the Israeli cast. <clears throat> Israel cast. Podcast. <clears throat> also, the One Way Ticket Show podcast. Um, if you could talk about these degrees that you had also, because you have a connection to the Midwest, you have a connection to St. Louis with your degree from WashU, one from Johns Hopkins. I mean, it, I, you've got two paragraphs of education. I mean, <laughs> it is amazing. Uh, I give you... Um, um, you know, I give you the credit because obviously you've done so much. You've traveled um, the world, and that's what we're going to get into here today to break down this um, Israel situation that's going on. And for people to know, I came across Stephen and his remarkable bio and career um, through his brother Howard, who's an attorney in the St. Louis area. So I wanted to give a shout out to Howard because when we began this show, I reached out to Stephen for advice on podcasting, advice on network. So uh, in some senses, Stephen, um, you're a part of Cancel This. So good morning. Welcome in. We smile before we get to all the crap that we have to talk about. Thanks for taking time with us today. Listen, life is all about smiling and I'm all for that. So thanks so much. And it's great to meet you uh, in person, Vic. And it's wonderful to meet you, Lizzie, as well. And you're great joining us you. from New York City this morning, correct? Right. I'm, I'm uh, chiming in from New York City, which has been home since 2006, actually. I moved here from Asia. Um, and before that was, of course, in the U.S. and did my studies here in the U.S. and very proudly went to WashU. I'm a WashU alum and I have an affinity to St. Louis and um, I feel like it's almost a second home for me, actually. Well, we're grateful to have you on when you see something. First of all, talk about the experiences so people understand where you come from with the information that you provide. Um, you haven't just been sitting in a New York City apartment for the last 30 years. Um, you've been traveling more than anybody I know, and you know the Middle East well. You know Israel very well. I think it's people who understand your basis for where the education comes that you tell us. Sure. I'll just give you sort of the ele elevator pitch version of, of my background to add context to the conversation. So as you mentioned, I did go to WashU. I studied Chinese language and literature, um, worked in China for a year, and then went to graduate school for international relations at the Johns Hopkins University School of Advanced International Studies in D.C. Uh, during one of my years at WashU, I also did my junior abroad at the School of Oriental and African Studies at the University of London. So I had an extensive knowledge knowledge base about Asia before I moved to Asia in 1989. I worked in Asia from 19, well, I was living there from 1989 until 2005. I worked there from 90 to 2005, working in advertising for Young and Rubicam advertising all through China, Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, uh, short time in Hong Kong, short time in Vietnam, actually. And then I spent eight years uh, working for them in Singapore, where I also had a radio show as well. And mm -hmm. Apart from that, I had also done a lot of academic work throughout the years um, on Central Asia and the Middle East as well, both at the undergraduate and at the graduate level. And then since then, I've traveled really extensively throughout the Middle East. I've been from Algeria all the way to Iran, everything in between. So we're talking about traveling through Saudi Arabia. I was in Iraq last year. Of course, Iran, as I mentioned, Syria, Lebanon, and I've been to Israel several times. And for the last 
um, let's see, six and a half years, I've been producing and hosting the IsraelCast podcast on behalf of Jewish National Fund USA, which is a wonderful organization, which has uh, been around since 1901. They originally went in and bought land from the Ottoman Empire to create a Jewish homeland. So they were the ones that originally planted the trees, drained the swamps, worked the land, and Today, uh, Jewish National Fund does just tremendous work throughout Israel. Israel is the world's leader in water resource management and technology. There's more water recycled in, in, in Israel per capita than anywhere else in the world, and that's thanks to the work of the Jewish National Fund. So Israel's water success story is a whole conversation we can have. But in any event, so throughout the years, um, I have interviewed and spoken with experts um, and really delved into uh, what Israel is all about, not only through the IsraelCast podcast, but also some of the Middle East issues as well through the One Way Ticket Show podcast, which um, is going to be celebrating its 12th anniversary, actually. So I started early, uh, 12th anniversary this coming March. So it's it's just been a phenomenal learning experience, yes, from an academic standpoint at these great universities and institutions, but also through my travels through the region, uh, speaking with people, varying people, uh, whether it's academics, even people in the military in these countries, and people that are working in civil society throughout the Arab world and really getting a sense of what the region is all about. You know, one of the reasons why I love to travel, yes, I love art and archaeology and cuisine and everything else and all those other reasons why people love to travel, but it's really to get between the headlines to really understand uh, these countries and this region that we're talking about today um, that you just don't get in the news. And I think the other thing, if I, if I can just sort of uh, close with this comment before I hand it back to you, is when you're a podcaster and when you are focusing on a particular subject um, and your guests have written books, I believe that it's very important to uh, prepare for each episode, as I know both of you do, and I know that you both do your homework, but it's very important to prepare for each episode because it's disrespectful to the guest, it's disrespectful to the listeners as well, if you're not well prepared. And I say this because my guests on both of the shows, the Israel Cast podcast and the One Way Ticket show, have written countless books. And I read their books before they come on. And in fact, funny enough, I was just doing a post on LinkedIn about some books, and I have three of the books here. I have a whole bookshelf over there. I mean, I, I encourage um, and I invite actually all of your wonderful listeners and followers to check out um, my latest LinkedIn post. I'm sure it's they can follow me, Stephen Shallow. It's on LinkedIn and social media because I've posted several books that I recommend that people read, they dive into to help understand Israel and to help understand these terrorist groups like Hamas, like Hezbollah. And it drives me crazy when the media calls them militants. They're not militants, they're terrorists. But, you know, I mean, I have several of them here Harpoon, Israel, um, the anti Israel agenda, and so on. Um, so there you go. We're speaking with Stephen Shalowitz, um, Lizzie Sparks here, Vic Faust, Projo in the house as well. Um, when you started to see the headlines come out, maybe you knew things were happening before it hit media, uh, but this was an attack on Israel, yet another one. There had been somewhat peace over the last year to two years. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's from our perspective of seeing it. And then all of a sudden, this happened. Uh, number one, this was an attack. It is an attack. Israel's now responding. Your initial thoughts when you first did, started to see headlines in video and heard reports of what Hamas was doing in Israel. 
Well, I think just as a human being, I was, I, I don't even know how I can describe my feeling. I was, sh I, I don't want to say I was shocked, but I was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. I felt physically ill when I saw the images of these terrorists mowing down people, civilians, innocent people in cold blood, mowing down and taking hostage these party goers that are there at a music festival, taking mothers and their little children hostage, taking Holocaust survivors hostage, you know, these elderly without medication, taking them, I mean, they survived the Nazis and taking them hostage and using them as human shields right now um, throughout Gaza. These are war crimes. And you know what's going to happen is the international community is going to forget about all this. Mm -hmm. They're not going to hold them accountable. And as a, as a human being, how do, you, how do you do that? And this is what Israel has faced since its founding in 1948. And I invite everybody to read the Hamas Charter. And we can talk about who Hamas is in its, its broader relationship to other terrorist groups into Iran. But read the Hamas Charter, which is anti-Western, it's anti-Israel, certainly, and it's anti-Semitic, it's, um, it's, um, it's Article 7 of the Hamas Charter, which calls for killing of Jews. So they're not just killing Israelis, it's killing of Jews. So let's call a spade a spade, and that's what this is. And any kind of conflict that has been um, uh, foisted upon Israel by these terrorist groups, it's to indiscriminately kill Jews, and that's what it's all about. And, you know, one thing is I think the younger generation, perhaps millennials, will look at this and say, and look at history and say, well, you know, the Holocaust, that was then, but we've moved on now. Look how enlightened we all are now. They don't understand that evil has existed for millennia. It's existed for all of human experience. And it's not just one day that someone flicked a switch and evil has vanished. Evil continues, and evil continues in the lives and the works of the Hamas terrorists, of the Hezbollah terrorists, of um, Islamic Jihad, and these other groups. It still exists, and people don't want to acknowledge it. And these terrorists need to be snuffed out. So, you know, I have no patience for anybody anymore that I never had patience for them, but especially not now, but I have absolutely no patience for these people that I'm watching on the news that say, well, you know, why can't they all get along? Why can't they all mm -hmm. live together? Well, I suggest people educate themselves on the story of Israel and the history of Israel and the amount of times that the Palestinians could have had a state and they washed themselves of those negotiations. They could know? have had a state and lots of money as well. When you look at the negotiations, Israel willing to give up a lot just to be left alone. Well, look, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at, for example, and again, it's look at the whole history. Look at the uh, uh, peace treaty that they signed with, with um, Egypt, giving back the Sinai. I mean, have, have you ever, in the course of human history, been attacked, won a war, won land, and then gave that land back. That's never didn't happened. Didn't they give? Human. Didn't Israel it's give? Didn't Israel give Egypt a lot of oil as well in that deal? 
Well, well, Israel doesn't have oil. Sadly, they just they just found they just discovered um, uh, natural gas. Actually, but the, but, but the they point gave is, so is they, they gave a they lot gave, of concessions. I do remember. Yeah, hearing I mean, about there's that. yeah, I mean, there there is oil, natural resources. There are other things in 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 the Sinai, but let's not call it you know Saudi Arabia in terms of oil. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that. Um, they gave back the Sinai for peace. It's been a very cold peace, um, but nevertheless, it it is a peace. And you know, we can break that down in terms of of um, uh, uh, several points. And the first is, you know, when it comes to um, negotiations, is the late great Israeli statesman Abba even famously said, "The Palestinians never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity." And the last time that um, Ehud, that um, uh, uh, when Ehud Barak, President Clinton, Yasser Arafat were negotiating at Camp David, um, he walked out. Yasser Arafat walked out of those negotiations. He was given something like I think on the table was Gaza, ninety-eight percent of the West Bank, and then talks over Jerusalem. He walked out of it. The second intifada began, and Yasser Arafat drew the wrath, actually, of leaders in the region, like King Hussein of Jordan, who said, you could have had a state already. Um, so, I mean, and we can go on and on about that. So, again, they've missed these opportunities all throughout, and what Israel has done throughout is has given concessions, and I think any sane person that really studies the situation just has to realize that, look, at the end of the day, you know, let's start pointing the finger at Hamas and at its benefactor, which of course is Iran. And that's what Israel has been trying to do. Israel has always been laughed off the stage because they say that the Iranians are peaceful people and they want nuclear um, a nuclear program for peaceful use, etc. Well, you know, I think this is a perfect example about what we can expect if Hamas ends up um, in control of, well, they're already in control of Gaza, but certainly um, if they have any more power than they yield. So there you go. Viewer Terry says, you just can't make peace with evil. It'll never happen. Um, mm -hmm. Also, Aaron says, and he has a question for you, Stephen, right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. uh, we try to be interactive as we possibly can with our audience and getting all the Yeah, I love this show, you. by the way, because Thank I love you. the interactive nature and I love, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to speak as coherently <laughs> as possible, right. but I'm so tempted to look at all the comments from your wonderful listeners. Uh, Aaron says, does this feel different to you, this attack than previous attacks that we have seen. Um, to me, it does. It does. This really does. First of all, you know, people have said this is Israel's 9-11. When I first heard that, I thought, I'm not really sure. However, I've heard people really put this into context by saying, so let me, uh, it was Aaron, did you say? Yes. Was it Aaron? That, so thank you for the question, Aaron. Um, it does um, on several levels. First of all is, it's been 50 years since the Yom Kippur War in an attack of this magnitude, if you will, in the sense that Israel was caught off guard. And we can certainly talk about the intelligence failure and the fact that there's going to be, I'm sure, a commission going on in Israel to talk about how this whole thing failed. So, so, so that's, that's one thing, that it does feel different. The other thing is the sheer numbers of, sadly, the sheer numbers of the dead and those that um, have been taken hostage and civilians taken hostage. And let's talk about that. Um, well over a hundred civilians. And as I said, Holocaust survivors, children, mothers, 
men, of course, soldiers, and they're being used as human shields. And that's a war crime. And so, yes, this feels different. Taking civilians as hostages. And God knows what's happening to them now. God knows what's being treated for them now. And I hope all of us are just praying for their well-being and for their speedy release. So that's one thing. The other reason, Aaron, why I think this feels very different is because, again, the intelligence failure, the hostages, and just the sheer numbers as well. Um, did I read over 700? You know, the numbers keep changing. Mm -hmm. But o over 700 dead in, you know, in one day and in, in this short period of time. And, you know, you do the math um, versus the tiny size of Israel and do the math in terms of the proportion of dead versus total population. It's absolutely staggering. This feels very different. I have friends that were in their safe rooms, that were in their bomb shelters, that couldn't come out. I had one friend, for example, who um, the terrorists were trying to, she could hear the terrorists trying to get in. Mm. And so thankfully, thank God she's okay. And they weren't able to break into her house. But the terrorists were breaking into houses they were burning houses to smoke people out of their houses. Um, you know, there was that image of those women that were shot point blank at a bus stop. This is very, very different. I'm, we're talking um, with Stephen Shalowitz. Stephen, it, different, and then if it is different, and I think it's fair to say it feels different, at least from you who have, who's been there so many times, what kind of response can do something to stop this? What kind of response is needed? And in that answering, where's the United States in all of this? Well, that's, it's, that's, uh, there's a lot to unpack there, actually, Vic. Um, the response is, I think, what Israel is doing right now, which is going into Gaza and trying to take out these terrorist cells. Um, Israel has always been very careful when it goes into um, Gaza or when it has gone into the West Bank. You know, when Gilad Shalit, the Israeli soldier, and this is just an example, when, when the Israeli soldier was taken prisoner in Gaza, Israel negotiated 1,000 Palestinians for that one Israeli soldier, okay? They, they take life very seriously. And when, before they, they, they attack a building, for example, they have these small um, devices that will sort of rock the building. They will send out leaflets saying, we are going to rock your building. You know, we are going to destroy your building. Why are they destroying the building? Because there are rocket launchers in the building. Because what uh, the Palestinians, the Hamas does, is they will put um, rocket launchers next to schools, next to hospitals, next to apartment buildings, next to office buildings. So they're using, in effect, these individuals as human shields. Um, so the Israelis will say, we are going to attack and we will, um, we are giving you advanced warning. That's what the Israelis will do. Okay. Whereas Hamas, of course, as you, you've seen what they've done. So Israel will go in and they will try to, uh, destroy these, um, these rocket launchers. So that's one thing that they're going to do. The other thing is apparently there are still some of these terrorists that are, that are roaming around Israel. So they're obviously going to try and get them as well. Um, I think that it's going to be brutal. I, you know, um, 
I think that there could very well be a ground invasion. But of course, a ground invasion gets really, really messy. Mm -hmm. um, and um, then there's also concern about the northern border of Israel and Hezbollah is at the northern border of Israel. And there's great concern about what's happening up there. I mean, on a very personal note, I have really dear friends whose son was just deployed up there. So I'm praying for his well-being. Um, so it's, it's not going to be easy. And this is different because it's not just a couple missiles flying into Israel. This is going to be a protracted war. Um, and very sadly, there's going to be casualties, I'm afraid. Um, and that's what's going to happen. What's also going to happen is that the international community, while everyone is backing Israel, is going to turn on Israel. Um, the United Nations is nothing more than a debating society right now. I mean, if you look at on, who's on the Human Rights Great Council, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's absolutely absurd. Um, and the international community, international media is going to quickly turn on Israel because Israel mm -hmm. is going to defend itself. And I ask anybody in earshot, if your country was invaded, what would you do? So... I I there totally agree with everything that you're saying. The thing that I think we Americans need to understand, and it's already happened over the weekend, that Israel is now looking by our mainstream media is the big bad guy. And so what is some exact words that we can use to people who think now that Jewish people, even in our area, people that um, we have a lot of Americans that are over there right now. What can we say and what can we do as and Americans who have died? Yes, Americans, Americans have been killed. I think nine yes, Americans yes. reported have been killed. Absolutely. Right. Well, I, here's, here's the thing. Lizzie, I really love that question because I think first and foremost, people need to read. I think people need to educate themselves. Um, I think people need to, you know, uh, raise a uh, lower, excuse me, the, the temperature and first educate themselves. Please read again. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not promoting my, my LinkedIn page or anything like that. But, you know, I just put, for example, a couple of books there that people can read. Um, I suggest... Is it again, under I'm Stephen not, Shalowitz on your LinkedIn page for yes, people? Because I'll, yeah. I'll promote it. For, yes, yeah, please. Stephen Shalowitz, I put a few there. I'll also have a few more. Um, I'm also interviewing... Well, I just did the interview. It's going to be released today for the Israel Cast podcast. Jonathan Shanzer from the Foundation for Defense of Democracies, who's one of the smartest people I know, he puts a lot of this into context as well. And again, please understand, I'm not uh, shamelessly promoting the Israel Cast podcast either, but we've had people on that show that really, you know, give us. They give us that information between the lines, what you're not getting in the media. I'm not going to mention the news outlet that I was watching this morning, but I was watching a news outlet this morning. And I mean, the, the anchors are so incredibly clueless mm -hmm. and they're the ones that are having to deliver the news and they're reading this news based on people who are also slightly clueless. So it gives me great pause where people are getting their news and information today in the context. So Lizzie, in answer to your question, I know this is a very long-winded answer, but number one, I suggest people read, start reading, feel free to reach out to me, send me a message. I'll be happy to provide people with other books and resources. Listen to podcasts um, like Israel Cast. 
there's another podcast that's wonder wonderful. It's called The Daily Briefing. It's from the Times of Israel. I listen to them every morning. They give a lot of context. Read the Times of Israel. Read the Jerusalem Post. Um, educate yourself. Um, people are welcome to have a conversation with me as well. I'm happy to provide perspective. But I would say just educate yourself on the subject and, you know, question people. When people start you know, making blanket statements about everything, mm -hmm. you know, really question things. You know, when Vic and I were having a conversation, Lizzie, um, yesterday, and Vic, it's always good talking to you, by the way, and I hope we have many conversations more Thank in you. the future. But I told, I told Vic, mm -hmm. I said, Lizzie, I said, you know, if someone were to ask me how to change a tire or how to screw in a light bulb, I can't do that. You know, there's high tech, low tech, and then there's Steven. There are just some things that are well beyond my pay grade, including changing a tire. And by the way, in full disclosure mode, I've never owned a car in my life. Okay. Oh, wow. I know, You've never I know how to drive. Well, I lived in a well, you see, I lived in Asia okay. all those years yeah. where I didn't need a car. Um, and then I moved to New York where you don't need a car. Correct. But yeah. I know how to drive and I do have a driver's license. I have not been behind the wheel in and I can tell you right now, this is totally off subject, but I, I haven't it. been behind the wheel in five years and uh, two days. How do you like that? And anyway. two days. Yes, five that. years and two days. <laughs> anyway, there's a whole backstory behind that. Anyway, the point that I'm making behind this and the reason why I'm sharing this, there are certain things I don't know. There's certain things I you know, don't know. I don't know how to do. And I think this is one of those topics. The Middle East, Israel, is one of those topics that, you know, very sadly, everyone likes to have an opinion on, mm -hmm. but not everyone has the information on. So I, so I ask all of your wonderful listeners around the world, ask yourself, do I really understand what this is all about? Or am I getting just bits and pieces here? And am I just sort of um, uh, uh, mimicking whatever I'm hearing right now? So again, educate oneself. Well, Stephen, one thing I want, we got to hit on here is the sure. fact of, you know, recently the United States as part of a deal yeah. um, gave $6 billion to Iran. Um, we have to break down this Iran situation because you've brought up Hezbollah and Hamas and what they do as terrorist groups, and they are terrorist groups, um, yeah. but somebody has to fund them and somebody has to plan situations. And I think it's very interesting. And as I ask this question to you, to explain Iran's situation in this, and as I say this, I will tell our viewers and our listeners, I know sweet, honest people from Iran. So you can't compare what's happening with these terrorist groups with all the people of Iran. And I don't care if I get in trouble for saying that with some people, but I have met these people myself. And this is where it gets to be a very sticky situation, in my opinion. I'm so glad that you that you preface that, Vic. Um, so a couple of things. First of all, I spent close to three weeks traveling all through Iran in 2007, and I happened to have been there during Death to America Day, okay, um, which was the day that they marked that um, that they took our embassy um, and took our hostages. Remember that they had our hostages, mm -hmm. our embassy staff for 444 days, and I remember pe meeting people on that day, and they said we all say death to America, but we don't mean it. And um, I'm going to answer your question about Hamas and, and the Iran connection if, if I have time. Uh, but before that, I just want to, I do want to say that throughout my time in Iran, I was told probably, I don't even know by countless people, how 80% of Iranians don't support the government. Okay. Yep. And we see that play out on the streets every 
year or two when they're demonstrating against the government. Um, so the Iranian people, by and large, do not support the government. I always quote Chairman Mao, who says, political power grows from the barrel of a gun. And that's what has happened in Iran. It's grown from the barrel of the gun. You see those protesters going out, um, the women that don't want to wear their headscarves, um, that want to have more liberty, and you see them just mowed down. And that's the Iranian regime, and that's the Iran, the government of Iran that we're mm -hmm. talking about. Now, as it relates to Hamas and as it relates to Israel in the neighborhood it's in, you have to understand, and I like the terminology by Mark, Mark Dubowitz. He calls it a ring of fire. Uh, Mark Dubowitz is also from the FDD. He's um, Jonathan Chanzer's boss, actually, and we talk about this during the episode on the Israel Cast podcast that's going up. It's this whole encirclement of Israel through these terrorist organizations, through these proxies that are being funded by Iran. They're given money, they're given technology, they're given weapons, they're given education, they're given all of that. So we're talking about Islamic Jihad founded 1981, uh, Hezbollah 83, 84, and then in this case Hamas, which was founded in 1988. And again, I encourage everybody to read the Hamas charter in Article 7, where it talks about um, killing Jews, okay? Um, so this is who we're dealing with. And for all the money that um, has been pumped into Gaza from the United States, all the, all the, everything from Iran even that's been given that should have gone for things like hospitals, for schools, for, for the people, what did they do with it? They built tunnels to infiltrate into Israel. They've you know, built and, and installed these rockets and on and on. So that's really the Iran connection. This is all Iran. You know, this was very much done with Iran's fingerprint all over it. You know, anytime you hear someone on the news saying something about, well, we understand Iran was behind it. What do you think? I mean, duh. Okay. This would not have gone ahead without the approval, without the sanction of Iran. And Iran was looking at this time and saying, with, together with Hamas, of course, saying, you know what, there's been division in Israel, now's our chance, okay? However, they had the Israeli populace wrong, because yes, you saw demonstrations, peaceful demonstrations, may I add, in Israel going on uh, about judicial reform, and that's an internal Israeli situation. However, when push comes to shoves, when push comes to shove, Israelis will come together. But Stephen, the thing that I, I want you to give me your honest opinion on. Oh, the $6 billion. We gave him $6 billion. Sure. There is no doubt in my mind that that money, one way or the other, helped fund this through it, at yeah, least from I, a... I think from a yeah, I think from a timing perspective, from a timing <laughs> perspective, it did not. Okay. This money is being held... Um, the way that we can look at it is this money is being held in Qatar right now, in Doha. Um, the, the Qataris and the Iranians have a very close relationship. Money is fungible. You know, um, for me, I'm not so much looking at that $6 billion is, is, um, is funding this. What I'm looking at is this $6 billion funding future terrorist activities. Now, the uh, um, Biden administration, I was going to call them the Obama administration, the Biden, maybe it's one in the same, the Biden administration um, is saying we have put in safeguards, they're only going to use it for humanitarian reasons, and so on and so forth. Well, then my comment is, okay, so I, and they say, we're going to hold them accountable. First of all, how are you going to hold them accountable? Number one. Second of all is, 
even if they're going to use that for uh, humanitarian purposes, does that not then, in my mind, free up other money Bingo. to use? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. so it's it's so it's not a question of this six billion for that. It's a it's if I mean, let's face it, we all have checkbooks, right? Yeah, and no, so how do we sense. manage our checkbooks? So if this is how Iran is going to manage their checkbooks, so be it. Here's another point, and this is something else I want to share with your dear listeners and viewers. Um, you know, in the Middle East, there's a very different mindset than we have here in the United States. Let's face it: our representatives here are elected every two years, presidents every four, and senators every six. They're looking at election cycles. Everything it has to be done within two, four, or six years in order to get elected. In the Middle East, they take a very, very different approach when it comes to time. They take a very long-term approach. They take a decades or centuries approach in terms of how they want to achieve their results or achieve their goals. So it's a very, very different mindset than what we have here in the United States. And we have to understand that as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting, Stephen, because uh, one of my best friends, a Jewish man, just texted me. And he's like, "The Israelis play the long game. Mm-hmm. Wait till they're done mourning and ending this, and then all hell is going to break loose." Um, I've already seen uh, a counteroffensive from Israel, or at least we're starting to see some of that now. Yeah. What does Israel do, and will it? I mean, you could bomb these terrorist groups out of this world, but they don't go away. Absolutely, it's like a game of whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. That's a I good mean, analogy. That's, that's, that's the only thing that I can say. I mean, you know, Israel has to just defend itself full stop the end, however it needs to defend itself and what it needs to do to defend itself. For infinity. For infinity. I mean, you know, I mean, look at the United States. Uh, I mean, we ha- look at our border. I mean, we're trying to defend our border. And that's going to go on for however long. It's been going on now for, you know. Uh, but that's so I don't know if that's quite a, a good enough analogy, but it's not a good analogy. But it's it's a case of this is just going to be an ongoing process. Do you have 10 more minutes? Do I have 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah, I don't have to meet a friend until four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> so he's got all day, Vic. He's just got all day. Um, for Vic, for my friend Vic and my new friend Lizzie, anything you want. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, here's I, do what, ten, I do have 10 minutes, actually. Stephen, here's what pisses me off. I mean, I was in yeah. media for a long time, and I saw the workings behind the scenes from a local standpoint. And yeah. I get frustrated because local doesn't have the resources to even be talking about world events and very uneducated, as you said. There were times where, yes, I'm reading scripts and I knew that I was uneducated, doing my best to learn quickly on a topic. I get so damn frustrated with our national media and even politicians who are kind of careless and they're so afraid of, quote, being canceled if they're like, well, we can't just say we have support for Israel. We have to have say that we have support for others. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, if you didn't see her quote yet, she said, yeah, I, I'll give you the exact quote. This is what frustrates me. And now you have a former ambassador to Israel telling her she needs to resign right now. Here's her quote. This, after all the atrocities we saw on camera, quote, I have been in touch with communities impacted by what's happening in the region. It is abhorrent. My heart is with all those impacted. We need peace in this region. That's it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, the reason why she's done that is because you know her constituency. Well, of course. Um, I know it's Michigan, but be a leader. 
I know. I agree. It drives me absolutely crazy. I mean, when it comes to the media, the Washington example, Post too, Stephen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. That's why. That's why I said. That's why I said earlier. What you're going to see is um, support for Israel, and then boom, and then. Uh, criticism and demonization of Israel. I I have a book here. I really want everybody to get a hold of. It's one of the books that I recommended. It's I've interviewed him several times. His name's Alex. I didn't have to look, by the way, at his name because I knew uh, uh, who he was, by the way. But it's Alex Rivchin. It's called The Anti-Israel Agenda. I cannot recommend this book enough. Again, The Anti-Israel Agenda, Alex Rivchin. He's actually an Australian. He actually was born in um, in the Ukraine, um, in um, Kiev. And emigrated to Australia. He's a great guy. He's one, just a, I was going to say, one of the smartest people I know. I actually only interview among the smartest people that I know because that's how I want to get educated. It's like if you play tennis, right? You don't want to play tennis with yeah. someone that's worse than you. You want to play tennis with someone that's better than yeah, you. Yeah, that's why I hang out with Lizzie so, on the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> why he hangs out with me. Exactly. Uh, this is CancelThisCancelThisShow.com for listeners who may be coming in new. We're here live Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and all the time on our website, CancelTheShow.com. News, news headlines, uh, national interviews like the one we're doing with Stephen Chalowitz right now. Um, he is with the Israel Cast podcast. Um, you can also get Cancel Culture Education here. Fridays, we get a little crazy too here, Stephen. We do uh, free-for-all, paranormal, conspiracy theory Fridays, although the conspiracy theories some of them become true, which most is kind of them, most which is which is kind of crazy what mm -hmm. we see. Um, the other question I wanted to ask, and then we'll try to see some of these listeners that are coming through. Do you see this Israeli situation, what this attack on Israel and America's involvement or non-involvement being anything close to what we're seeing in Ukraine right now? Wow. Um, I mean, because that situation is not going so well. I think they're. Let's put it this way. Um, and I, I spoke to Jonathan Shanzer again on the Israelcast podcast, which again is going up today. I encourage everyone to listen to it. And I, I told him that, you know, we have listeners on the show in countries Israel doesn't even have diplomatic ties with Iran, Syria, um, uh, Saudi Arabia, and so on. And I said, what's the message? And he said, the message is, and I'm just paraphrasing, but I want to answer it by, by saying this, is that there's a nexus that we have in the world today, I think I use the word nexus, not him, but it's the same meaning, China, Iran, Russia, okay? Mm -hmm. this, is, this is a nexus that we have. So are there similarities? Yes, there are similarities, because we have these three powers that are these evil powers, and I'm gonna invoke Ronald Reagan, they're evil empires is what they are, really. And again, my whole background was with China. I lived there for seven years. I'm a Mandarin speaker. I have a special affinity to Chinese culture. So it has nothing to do with Chinese people, but it's the government, which is a horrific mm -hmm. government. When you look yes. at what they're doing to the Uyghurs um, and on and on and on. I mean, I don't have to tell you all. We can have a totally, I'm happy to have, by the way, a separate conversation just on China. We'll have when you back looking, on for that, Stephen. Thank yeah. You. For, yes. When you look at what they're doing for China, when you look at what Iran is doing in the Middle East, when you look at what Russia is doing in Ukraine, it's all connected. And so I don't think people want to want to acknowledge that because everyone has become so kumbaya today. Mm -hmm. And going back to what you were saying, Vic, all of these politicians, because she doesn't want to get voted out. She has a large Palestinian uh, constituency in Michigan, in the Detroit area. And look, loss of life is serious. I mean, you know, and I have many Muslim friends. I have many... Uh, friends in the region. And, you know, I don't want anything happening to them. Um, 
and if I can share a personal anecdote on that, though, and I think this is actually rather important when it comes to 9-11. Um, do we have the time for yeah, me we to do. do that? Okay. Um, um, I was actually living in Singapore during 9-11, and the next, so I watched everything unfold at, the, at night, 9-11. Um, and the next morning, I went into the office, as I said, I was working in advertising, and it was, it's a large multinational agency, Young and Rubicam, and I, but I think I was the only American at that time working. Everyone was from all over the world. And a couple of my colleagues came in and they asked, how's my family, et cetera. And they said, Stephen, do you hate Muslims? And I looked outside. I got a bit choked up. And I looked outside and I saw Rosie, who was my assistant. And Rosie's Muslim. And she wears her, her headscarf her tudong, you know, she's all covered up. I was, I knew Rosie before she got married. I was at Rosie's wedding. I was at all of her, when her children were born. And Rosie's my friend. You know when Rosie's birthday is? 9-11, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay? But I get very emotional with this because, um, I mean, I don't hate Rosie. And I have many Muslim friends. So it's not a Muslim issue. These, this is an ideological mm -hmm. terrorist issue. Hamas is against moderate Muslims. Mm -hmm. They're against Christians. They're against people of other faiths, the LGBTQ community, and on and on. So this is a fundamentalist um, group that has hijacked a religion. Th this is who these people are. And I think that really needs to be said. I'm glad that you're saying that. The first time that I really recognized that it wasn't the people, it was the government, was over 20 years ago when I was in China a couple times. I adopted two girls from China because my heart... Oh, did you? Yes, they're awesome. We have five kids and they're now in their 20s. And when I went there, I honestly, just from media, just from maybe my bias at the time, went there, thought I was saving my girls from these awful Chinese people. I learned Chinese people are lovely. Almost everyone in the world is lovely. It's the big emphasis is the government. Absolutely. And that's how we're seen here. I know many people that hate Americans because they see our government and our government is so ugly and so weak and such a uniparty that if you go out of the United States, people hate Americans as a general rule and we're lovely people as well it's our government is such a uniparty and is so ugly you're absolutely right Lizzie I couldn't agree with you more and I'm, I'm just seeing one of your uh, listeners and viewers says uh, Terry uh, I was in Desert Storm and they were some of the nicest people they were totally against Saddam and what he was doing absolutely I was just in Iraq my guides that I had in Iraq the, the the couple of guys that were showing me around they've become like my brothers you know yeah they're 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 iraqi they're muslim we come from very different backgrounds but we had such a wonderful we've, we've developed such a wonderful brotherhood such a wonderful relationship you know and so i think that really needs to be to be underscored so really yes any loss of life um is terrible and um Again, Israel is going to have to do what it's got to do just to defend its citizenry. You know, gold in my ear. I, I, I took, I took this down because I, I, I want to share it and I want to commit it to memory. Gold in my ear. And by the way, if if anyone has not seen the film Golda starring Helen Mirren, I highly recommend it because you don't know that that's Helen Mirren. You know that's Gold in my ear. By the way, so she did an excellent job with that, and it tells the story of Gold in my ear during 
um, during uh, the Yom Kippur War. Okay, and if people want more information about Golda Meir, there's also a wonderful book called Lioness, which is being made into a film. Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand is directing it. Um, but Golda Meir said, "You cannot negotiate peace with someone who has come to kill you." Yeah. Okay, so yeah. sadly, that's what Israel has faced. Again, um, these Hamas terrorists have hijacked and I and have created this ideology, and they've come to kill. So. I had that's one final question for you, Stephen, sure. and it's kind of a side question. If you want to get into it with us, great. If you don't, that's fine. You've educated us on a variety of topics for a very long time this morning. But Glenn wanted me to ask you, and it kind of gets into the fact of what Gretchen Whitmer, Democrat, was saying, Washington Post and other publications. Glenn wants to know, Stephen, why is it that the majority of Jewish communities vote Democrat who appear to be anti-Israel? Mm-hmm. Why do they appear to yep. vote Democrat. Oh, yep. and why they're why Jewish? Why do you Jewish mean? communities, people who are Jewish in those communities, seem to overwhelmingly vote for Democrats uh, at whatever level when it appears that many of them are anti-Israel mm-hmm. and their true colors show when these kind of events you, happen? True. You mean when many Democrats are anti-Israel? Yes. Correct. Or where yes. the Democratic Party... Yeah, that's a very... Thank you. I'm sorry, what was the name Glenn, of the Glenn wanted to know why Democrats Glenn, seem thank to vote you. for... Yeah, me. no, I got it. Thank yeah. you, Glenn. I just wanted to acknowledge Glenn. Um, let me answer that by saying a couple of things. Um, th- um, the Jewish community is not monolithic yeah. in the sense <laughs> <True>. of, <laughs> okay, surprise, surprise. Let me just say Judaism is both a religion and a people, okay? So I think we have to uh, uh, make that very clear. However, when it comes to voting, um, the Jewish community is not monolithic. You have some Jews that are actually very conservative uh, uh, in terms of their beliefs. You have some that are very liberal in terms of their beliefs. And um, many Jews do not vote just based on one issue, okay? There are multiple issues that they consider and determine before going into um, the voting booth. Um, many Jews vo- do vote Democrat because they are concerned about, um, or I think it stems from uh, the Jewish perspective on um, certain freedoms, certain liberalism um, in a liberal bent. But they're not one, uh, the Jewish vote is not a one uh, issue vote when they go into the voting booth. I and, hope that makes sense. No, and it, it that does make sense. And I think that that's the truth of most people. And many, and many Jews just happen to be liberal, okay? So, you know... Um, there's that, yeah. And that just seems to me to be crazy that they would vote liberal when, like, even in our uniparty and all of that, they just don't seem to like people from Israel. They don't seem to like Jewish people. And then they just vote that way because they just always have. Well, and then, you know, and that, yeah, some of it is an always have. And then, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side, if there's someone that is Jewish that looks at the the right, you can also say that about the far right as well, and all the white supremacists that are not voting. I don't think they voted for Obama, and I don't think they voted for Biden. Okay, so it really cuts both ways. It does that. If this anything has showed us, and I would say the recent maybe decade, is we have a very far right 
which honestly, Vic and I are told we're very far right and we're not. <laughs> we're just truth seeking, primarily conservative because we love God and we love the truth. But it's so funny, people on the very far right and the very far left are actually, if people look at it, very, very similar. I agree. I mean, this. well, see, this is the thing, and Vic, you were talking about the media. What's happened is, is that the media has been hijacked by the, I mean, I'm talking about the legacy media, let's say, has been hijacked by the far left, okay? You have Fox, and you have the Wall Street Journal, and you have my favorite newspaper in the world, the New York Post, by the way. Got to give them a shout out. I mean, who doesn't love the headlines of the New York Post? <laughs> right. you read the, did you read the headlines every day? <laughs> Not every day, but boy, oh, I do see them. No, they're, they're brilliant. They are. And I mean, sadly, they're covering what's happening in Israel. But the point being is that, you know, the, the, the extremes have hijacked the dialogue in this country. Mm-hmm. And I'm old enough to remember when everything was so much more centrist yeah. in terms of public discourse. And let's face it, I think Americans in general are real centrist. Okay. I mean, you know, what do we all want? We all want, you know, good health. We want the well-being of our families. We want to have a nice living, a roof over our head and call it a day. And that's really what we want. So there you go. And I would agree with that. And and a lot of people forget that because many of us that are in some sort of a political media, we forget that probably more than half are centrist. They don't eat. They're not political at all. They just live their life. They just make money. And then when these things happen, though, the problem with that is they're not awake to all the bigger issues. And then we've got some big problems. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of problems in this country, certainly. We sure do. Stephen, can you um, remind everybody how they can catch you on your podcast, your social media, your sure. LinkedIn? Sure. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you, Vic and Lizzie, um, for giving me an opportunity to chat. And um, I would love to connect with as many of your wonderful listeners and viewers as possible. You can find me at, at Stephen Shalowitz. Once again, at Stephen Shalowitz. Uh, Stephen is spelt with a V on all social media. You can check out my podcast. I'm the um, host of and producer of the Israel Cast podcast. You can search for Israel Cast wherever you get your podcast, and also The One-Way Ticket Show, The One-Way Ticket Show, wherever you get your podcasts, um, and go to theonewayticketshow.com, and what else? Go to jnf.org slash IsraelCast for IsraelCast, and I look forward to connecting with all of you. You've got a very busy schedule. Greg wants me to, I'm going to attempt this, forgive me, but I'm going to attempt out of respect to you. He says, please tell Stephen a belated extensional where are we at here oh a belated here we are phonetically shana tova shana tova shana tova greg okay, tova so to... you know what that means vic no means happy new year oh, me, shana, love it. shana no? is year and tova means good so and, good year it's what we say at our rosh hashanah I, our, and our steven i i'm sure it was said i didn't understand the hebrew that was being spoken but i did my i was invited to my first Rosh Hashanah dinner, Happy New Year dinner last month. So I ate uh, bread with lots of honey for my my sweet oh, for your new, sweet year for yeah. my sweet New Year. So um, yeah, the challah, yeah, <laughs> love it. So there you go. Learn. Well, you know, what we also do for the New Year's we dip apples and honey. Did you have yes. apples? And there yeah. were. I didn't get to partake in the apples. Um, there was so much damn food all over. The, I was so stuffed. Oh, good. I, there, there were cut up apples that you could use as well. I just did the bread. Well, you know, you, you can eat. You can did I screw it up by just using bread? 
No, no. Actually, okay. what the, what you do is you say a blessing on the wine, a blessing on the bread, and then you dip the bread, the challah, in um, in honey. You're supposed to. Yeah. So you didn't screw it up. You're supposed to. However, it's also traditional to have apples and honey. So next time you're a Trader Joe's, buy yourself some apples, buy yourself some honey, cut it up and put it on, and you can know what the experience is all about. It's actually very good. So I don't have to be in the presence of my fellow Jews? No. Okay. All you right. You can be in the presence of your, you can be in the privacy of your got, own home. There there we love, go. It. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Hey, Stephen, thanks again for your time today, my friend. Appreciate it. It was we'll be in so touch. great to chat with you, and we'll see you again. Take Thank it easy. Thank you, Stephen. All right. Cheers. Learned a Bye-bye. lot with Stephen. Once again, uh, look him up. He invited everybody to do that. That's for sure. Um, and we try to end it on a good note in regards to, you know, on an up note, at least smiling, being positive. Uh, but it doesn't take away from what's happening in Israel right now. What's going to continue to happen? Um, you know, we, their guesstimates are coming out with the total death, mm-hmm. um, what we have for number-wise. And then not only for total deaths or to lessen somebody that's not American, but we are Americans and Americans have died. And allegedly there might be Americans being held captive as well. Yes. Um, not a great situation for the Biden administration, especially given um, the, the previous actions of the current administration, not being able to deal with several factors um, with our economy, with the border, with Ukraine. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. Now, add another one. Here we go. Another situation to the mix in regards to um, what the news cycle covers, what the opportunities are going to be for, for this administration to take care of it. So hopefully Stephen was a, able to give you a little idea of what's actually going on over there. I really enjoyed hearing him because we can speculate all we want to. We can get all of the information and, and deep dive and all that. He really came with some information. You're not going to hear that many other places at all. No, you don't. Uh, check him out. Um, we'll get Stephen back on him. Obviously, we'll talk about the China situation, uh, which he just talked about as well. He's an expert there. Um, it's just mismanagement. Uh, war, as Robert says, hides the world leader's mismanagement of economy. Truth. In regards to not being able, oh, let's start a war. We make money when we have war. Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard that before as well. Uh, let's see. Glenn says, fascinating guest. Donna says, enjoyed him. Um, yeah, Lisa's like, can we get a silver alert for Biden? Oh, isn't that the truth? Yeah, no doubt about that. Lisa says, thank you. So if you're still listening, Stephen, uh, go ahead, check out the comments. Maybe you can answer people, um, in the private in regards to, um, I don't know, educating them on what's happening in Israel. And it's interesting because we were talking about that whole situation. And right now there are updates, um, that are coming out that I just saw that I had a chance to take my attention off them. Um, Qatar or Qatar now brokering negotiations for innocent Israelis abducted by terrorists. That's coming from a source that's coming. That leads the headlines right now when it comes to Fox News. And you're also going to find something out, which I thought was interesting when Glenn brought up. Where's the squad members? Mm-hmm. Ilhan oh. Omar. Yeah. Um, AOC. Mm-hmm. Where are they condemning? Corey Bush in Missouri. Where are they condemning what's happening? They're not condemning it at all. And there was statements made by them. That's why it's a great question that Glenn asked. Yes, it is a great question. They're not defending any of the women and the children and the death. A couple of them have, have even doubled down on Hamas. But And we know which two they are. They're Muslim themselves. And they're not the Muslims that Stephen was talking about. They can love America, still love their traditions. They are the American-hating 
people. They were, they, they're here in their positions to hurt America. They're not helping us at all. And all you have to do is this morning when I was doing research for the show, I went to Cori Bush and all you can see is hate, hate, hate on her information, not love of America, not love of people, it's hating people. And that squad and that group of about eight people do not love our country, and it's so obvious. So if there's any way in the world that people can't see that now, those people are American-hating, they were all for the war in Ukraine, but they are not for helping Israel. It tells you everything you need to know. And it does, and this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. We're going to continue to talk about that. Just want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Complete Auto Body Repair. Once again, Complete Auto Body Repair. If you need your car fixed, anything A to Z, they've got seven locations throughout the entire St. Louis area. By the way, for our techs who are listening, those are also climate-controlled facilities. So whether it's really hot or really cold, uh, they've got the heat and they've got the cool to take care of you while you're working inside these environments. So if you're looking for a job, whether it's sales or a tech, they have over 60 jobs that are available right now. They have seven massive facilities. And of course, they own tow truck companies as well. But when it comes to your car, nobody knows better. They're going to take care of you. Many of our listeners and viewers have taken their cars there, including Lizzie and her entire family. When you need something done, you go to Complete Auto Body Repair. And when it comes to realty, we all know that's another crazy situation that's happening in this country right now. You don't want to go alone. Go with the best with the experience, experienced real estate partners. Kathy Helbig Strict, Steve Sprick, Steve Strict rather, with New American Mortgage funded and powered by Score Mortgage, three one four two seven six sold three one four two seven six sold. Give Kathy and her team a call; they'll lead you and direct you in the right manners in which you're supposed to go in regards to any questions that you may have from a realty standpoint. It's simple; just let them know. Give them a call; they'll take care of you with everything that's happening from that standpoint. This is cancel this cancel the show here Monday through Fridays eight to ten a.m. Central and all the time on our website cancel the show When you go to our website, you can also check. Check out our merchandise site. It's right in the front page. There's a blue button that says shop merch or merch. When you go there, you can buy some of our gear, hats, t-shirts, cups. When you do, you support not only the show, but you also support um, yourself with gear, getting your messages out. We also have coffee on there, uh, organic coffee, uh, American Legacy Company. Um, you've got that coffee there. Not only do you support American troops, wherever they may be, by supporting that brand, you support canceltheshow.com as well and everything that we're trying to do. From the standpoint that we do Monday through Fridays, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time on our website. When I'm there, Lizzie, any other updates? Am I missing anything we need to let people know about? I, I think you You can send stars uh, yes. on Facebook. We appreciate that. And when you do go to canceltheshow.com, of course, you can click on uh, the website and those are all the viewing platforms. You can view us. And then, of course, if you're not watching us live, you can listen to us after the show's done as we edit and put those shows up within 15 to 20 minutes. Pro Joe is great at that. You can find your favorite viewing platform to go there. Once again, um, you watch live. <laughs> I love that. Are we ever going to get a live picture of you? Can you pop? Can people see Pro Joe? Can you pop that back up? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that looks like there he is. That, that's Pro, Pro Joe. Joe right we, there. We did a whole photo shoot. I don't know where all those photos went, but we did a whole. Did you? Photo you shoot. took a private picture or not yeah, private picture? You were here. But we were all here. We had remember? to stand on the steps. Remember? Oh yeah, you took some. Everybody called. Yeah. I didn't take any. Alex was, is going to get Alex. that up, right? Yeah. Alex, yeah. you're going to get so. that. 
we've talked to him on that. We'll Come get on, Alex. Alex. <laughs> Come on, Alex. And you know what else is so funny? Over the weekend and over the last couple of weeks, you know how we haven't really been on TikTok? Our TikTok with Eric talking about the Hazelwood Central thing, having sex, Alex did make it into a reel and it is going viral over there on TikTok. Our show isn't yet on TikTok, but we have some reels and it's going wild on TikTok. We have to get, do we have to get to a certain level for we, TikTok? We do. We have to Help get us to, make that happen. Yeah. If, if you could go to TikTok and for whatever reason on TikTok, we have some reels and they're starting to go crazy over there. That's where all the views are happening. Yes. A lot of our views. And, and we Instagram. don't even have our show there yet. Instagram, we were really picking up some steam for whatever reason. Alex hasn't put any more TikToks or I'm sorry, any more reels on Instagram lately, but he put them on TikTok and it's going crazy. So if any of you have a TikTok, I know some of you don't like TikTok because of China. China. However, we're going to use that platform to get the word out regardless because probably China owns all the platforms. But anyway, getting to the TikTok, it is very funny. I All of a sudden, I hear my kids even laughing because you hear Eric go, what? And you hear you going, whoa, 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 whoa. And my family has played that TikTok several times. And even my millennial kids think it's the funniest thing going <laughs> on TikTok. So show your millennial cancel kids. This, is it cancel the, sh- cancel the show on TikTok? Yes, cancel the show and on TikTok. And we're cancel this live on Instagram. Instagram. Yes. So if you There's guys, thousands and thousands. thousands of views there too, but if you could, Likes if you're on TikTok, talk to your millennial or your Gen Z who probably doesn't like what old mom and dad and grandma and grandpa are talking about. There's some really funny things with Vic and I and Eric on on there. I who who knew? I just realized that on Thursday or Friday when one of my kids go, "Mom, my friends are looking at you on TikTok." Yeah, that's great. We love it. Uh, and of course, you guys bring us some of the best information for the show. And that's part of the live aspect, 100%. which Stephen Shalowitz, um, who does podcast every day and he tra- I mean, he's on podcast all over the world. And he thinks that we have something special here. Not only did he say it publicly, but he said it to me privately when he checked out our show. Um, and, and he loves our show. And he may not agree with everything and the stories that we cover on the show, but he loves what we're doing. And you guys are a huge part of that. Uh, I brought up the squad. And of course, there we go. Lots of people jumping in with their comments. Jay says, the squad's blaming Israel literally <clears throat> right now with all this stuff going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me clear my throat. Joe says, Corey Bush made a statement about when are we going to quit supporting Israel? Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, I'll get into that too, Donna, in just a little bit. Jay says, the squad is an embarrassment to the United States. For sure. Um, Aaron says racists like Corey Bush find solidarity with terrorists like Hamas mm-hmm. because she sees them as a way to kill Whitey. Um, Megan Marie says AOC and her squad actually asked Israel for a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. Exclamation point nuts. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Let's True, come, crazy. let's come into your house, mm-hmm. shoot your friends, shoot your family and then we'll see you get on your knees and start praying and and, uh-huh. and asking for fine. Let's see you do that, AOC. Yeah. Could you <clears> imagine? <throat> she's so insufferable. She really is. Uh. I, I mean, she says the weirdest things. And I know that she's doing that to be part of the it girl there with that whole squad crew, but it, it's it's just insufferable. Uh Lisa says, be careful, don't put Lizzie's dirty talk on reels. Um yeah, they're not on reels. They're not that might reels. that might blow up. That, yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that's the problem. Just us talking about teenagers having sex at Hazelwood Central started to blow up. I'm afraid yeah, my did. stuff would blow up. Uh, Aaron says instead of AOC, you could call her and her friends the HC, mm-hmm. or that would be THC, the Hamas Caucus. 
Yeah. That's what they have kind of become. They have. No doubt about that. Um, and Glenn says, because of the question asked, if you're Jewish, just keep voting the men. Um, it is interesting. There are some massive issues in the Jewish community in, in regards to why they may vote. They, and even though Stephen said it's not a solidarity when it comes to voting. Right. Um, I'm t- I've got a feeling, and I know there's, there's, my Jewish friends are too intelligent to vote for Joe Biden if he ever ran. I would they, hope so. And yeah. I know some, and they said they wouldn't vote for him. Yeah, I, I would hope they wouldn't vote for Joe there Biden. There is a long history of Donald Trump loving Jewish people, doing business mm-hmm. with Jewish mm-hmm. people, and promoting Jewish people. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know who else is going to be running for president. I don't believe it's going to be Joe Biden. But it is interesting when you break down dynamics and why communities vote for certain liberal issues. But I can tell you this, most of my Jewish friends that I know are dead set for giving the abortion right legality. Mm-hmm. It's I, I don't know why. It just seems like that's a huge, massive massive, massive issue. Yeah, you would think so. Most Jewish people I know too as well have woke up, know that there's no way for their own family's safety that they could ever vote for a Democrat again. And then you've got the people that are elderly, 70, 80 years old that just sit all day somewhere in their home or in a, you know, assisted living or something and they're just watching mainstream media. So they will get their little buses that take them from the nursing home and vote and they vote Democrat. Tara says, my husband is a Jew who is a conservative voting Jew. Good for him. Um, Thanks for for adding that to the show as well. It's just interesting um, when you get a perspective of what's going on. Um, And and that's why I brought up the national media because headlines and if people aren't really paying attention and if you're not a Jew, you may not be paying attention as much. I I get it. I understand. We all have issues. We're, We're trying to pay bills and raise our family. However, when you see what's happening and what just happened, I'm sorry. I know there's been long fighting back and forth, but there's no justification for it. You have to stop it or at least defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And if defending means going outside of your borderlines to take care of things and you do it, if people are coming in and trying to attack you, you kill the source of whatever is trying to kill your people. Exactly. I mean, this is, it's bad. It is. Men, but- women, children, every part of it. And you said something earlier about if you're sitting in your own home and you're getting attacked in your own home, you're not going to just sit there and mourn for a few minutes. You're going to attack back. Even somebody that's anti-gun, you're going to go and go and go after the threat that's hurting your family and your loved ones. And I really, really hope to see Israel just bomb the hell out of those that are hurting them. I truly do. They've got to stop taking it. And it's it's one thing when you take it over and over, over. and over, over. again. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, Kimberly says, my mom's 87 and in a nursing home. She's 100% Trump. Love it. Love Mary it. says, I'm 71. I don't sit around all day. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I stand corrected if she thought I was saying it to her. No, no. And Lizzie was not. <laughs> no, no. Because I, I, I intend to be 80-something years old and not sitting in my home either. Even if somebody puts me in a nursing home, I'm going to go party every day in that nursing home. But I will go on the record again. I despise our national media. Oh, me too. And I, <clears throat> and they're the ones why people like AOC, Elian Omar, Corey Bush can go out. Um, Rich, you know, Rashida Tlaib um, can go out and do the things that they do because they get a mouthpiece. 
Now, I believe in your First Amendment rights. I do. But if the media continues to give you open form but doesn't ask you the tough questions, then you're just getting free publicity without having to answer the tough, tough questions. That kind of stuff concerns me, and that's what pisses me off because we all know, as we have said many times, those who control the media control the messaging. And then the messaging hits you day after day after day after day after day. Then you have a big time problem of trying to stop that messaging which goes out there because those four the squad they shouldn't be put on any platform are you kidding me what have they done mm. i know cory bush has done a couple things where she's gone cross party lines to help herself and her communities for um votes but what has she done yeah. every single politician should be speaking about about what's happening in israel right now every single one republican democrat independent you name it and you need to be asking them the questions, not what this coward Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, what a piece of work she is. I don't care if she has a massive contingent of Palestinians. Admit your wrongs. Admit they're wrong for what they did. Be a leader and move on. Mm -hmm. But of course, she can look at herself in the mirror because it's all about the position. It's all about, and we have Michigan listeners. I mean- I, I love Michigan. I've said it before. I've lived there for 11 so, years. And it's so pretty. I'm a massive Lions fan. I mm -hmm. love the people in Michigan. But I am so happy I do not live in your state anymore because of that governor and what she represents and what she's done. And this isn't just the situation regarding what you see happening in Israel. It also goes back to what she is allowing with her attorney general to go after uh, Trump supporters when it comes to what she calls election deniers, it's sad what's happening in that state. And she was actually elected in that state mm -hmm. or allegedly elected. I guess I have to stay now. So anyway, um, this is it. And then Cori Bush is the worst of the lot, according to Jay. St. Louis's own Cori yeah, Bush. Yeah, she's embarrassing. Um, okay, this is cancel this, cancel the show.com. Fast show. It's fastest two hours of mm -hmm, podcasting. Sure we is. think it is. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks, Pro Joe in the house as well. Is anybody worried about gas prices going up? Yes. Our petroleum reserve, uh, our strategic reserve is, uh, it's, it's at one of the all-time highs. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden did that. He didn't have to do that. He did it. And it all stems from one of his first orders, an executive order, when he cut off the pipeline. Um, stopping of drilling, using our natural resources in this country, relying on other people for our oil, giving OPEC way too much power, mm -hmm. and then you have Middle East power. I'm telling it's oil prices are already up. Yes, yes. And and it's, it's ridiculous. It, there's people now, and I think it is definitely on purpose, people are not even driving because they can't afford the gas or don't want to afford the gas. People won't even go on a 40-minute drive because gas prices are through the roof and they're going to rise. Well, the crude oil futures is what I was talking about. They're already up way high. They're way high. They're way high. Um, you're getting up uh, about 87 Yep. Or, or was it $87 a gallon maybe? I don't know. I'm trying to look it up real quick as I was talking on the phone as well. Well, we already know they're trying to push us into this, you know, the uh, EV cars. Correct. Correct. I mean, that that is their plan. And no offense to anybody that has an EV car. I think in a lot of ways they're cool. 
but it's we're being forced into that. That is, it's not even funny. I know people get pissed at me with that. I don't care if you have an electric car. I don't either. I don't care if you have an electric car. If that's what you want. If you want an electric car, they're cool, especially millennials have them. This they're, entire country won't be able to run on them, though. No, no they won't. just be real about the messaging when it comes to them. Well, and don't buy one because you think that it's going a to barrel. be A barrel. Yeah, Alex says $87 a barrel. Yes, correct. Yes. And don't buy one <laughs> because you think it's good for the environment because it's not any more better or worse for the environment than your gas your gas car uh yeah the other thing that we have with the situation regarding what's happening with hamas Mm -hmm. is and this is something that came down and i follow her laura loomer um she is reported and she started she reported late last night i saw this when i when i took it down was doing research um you can find her on instagram linkedin um twitter she said that sources were telling her that there's now emergency intel that's coming out and there's messages at our highest levels this week <clears throat> excuse me to discuss the rise of Hamas terror cells operating in the United States <clears throat> sorry operating in the United States she says and was reporting that these Hamas terrorists came in across guess where the US border mm-hmm. up through Mexico yep and are apparently planning to attack major U.S. cities mm-hmm. over the next year to a year and a half. Yes, and so Hamas that- has also allegedly directed their supporters in their Telegram to retaliate mm-hmm. against Americans for any support of Israel. Yet you're not going to find reports or any sort of in-depth studies on national or local news. As Stephen just said, the only place you're going to find people talking about it are places like what we do on these podcasts, where we're doing the work, doing information and providing it for you or for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you don't think for a second that Hamas can infiltrate our borders, uh, Colonel Joe told us that two years ago, he saw something coming. He saw a civil war coming. He said the only problem with him is by the time it got here, he may not be around to fight it. And then, of course, said, good luck finding somebody else like me to fight it. Um, but he said they've come in. We've also heard that from other people, guests that we've had. If you don't think that there are cells within the United States mm-hmm. now ready to attack or do what or launch dirty bomb yep. or release fentanyl, whatever, through cartel-related activity, you're crazy. They are in the United States and our government has been sitting. Even when we were trying to keep them out, they were finding ways into our country. Now, when we've opened up the borders under the Biden administration, and by the way, Biden will go down. One of the main reasons is being the worst president in the history of our country, not only because he wasn't cognitively ready to do the job, which is not all his fault, but his handlers and those people around him to use him as a puppet, but he will forever be marked with the illegal alien situation that Mm -hmm. we have in this country. Call it what you want, illegal immigration, illegal migrants. That's Joe Biden. When you think of how this country changed, when you think of the border and what is going to happen, because if you haven't seen it yet, you will, and how it continues to manifest itself, because it doesn't just come into this country and stop. It comes into this country and things change. That goes to Joe Biden. And if anything develops from these, quote, terroristic cells, Hamas inside the United States, that's something that you should be very scared about especially when you consider the ability to go after and obtain guns and be funded by powers that be outside of this country and funneling money back in for them. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's a scary, scary thought. And most people understand that is informed at all. They're already here. They're just waiting for a time. And they're not just here in the United States, like Angie says on the chat line. They're in the UK, and they've probably been in the UK much longer than they've been in the United States. So you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared. This is scary to say, but what just happened you know, by Hamas, it could very well and will at some point happen here, maybe not on a larger scale at first, but you've got to be prepared for it. You can't just be having your eyes closed going la 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 and thinking that you can't be armed, you can't be prepared and you have to keep your head on a swivel because it's going to happen here. Uh, Mary says security everywhere needs to be amped up. Absolutely. Um, Kevin says the media will blame Americans for attacks if they were to occur. Mm -hmm. Um, Just going back through some of the, I have a theory that the attack was to offset the drop because the Democrats were planning a price drop next year to sway the vote. Look, hey, we brought you this to lower gas. Um, You know, certainly something to think about. That's for sure. Uh, Time to carry. Everywhere, so you don't become a hostage like those Israelis. Truth. And the thing that you need to do, and and I think it's definitely speaking to the choir here, to people on our chat line, but you've got to educate your friends and your children. You've got to take your children. We even take our daughters. We were talking about it over the weekend. You've got to take your children to be trained to shoot a gun. I mean, we've even taken our 14-year-old and we taught, I didn't, my husband taught her how to shoot a machine gun. You've got to teach your kids, even your daughters, how to shoot, how to do it safely and do it now. Not tomorrow, not the next day, do it now. And I think people are doing it because even just in our area, there's gun ranges going up everywhere. You've got to be prepared. I think people's opinions of uh, the Second Amendment are going to change really quick. Yeah, really fast. I agree. And, And you do. We've talked about this briefly you see people we're not going to hit on this very hard today but you see people that have been you know activists for black Lives matter and for anti you know not having guns they're the ones that are ironically getting carjacked and hurt so hopefully joe to your point is that they wake up and go okay i I, i've got to go get a gun and i I, we we talk about this because it's from a report that said be careful Mm mm-hmm you see what's happening in Israel. You may feel safe. You feel as if that couldn't come to you. Uh, Laura Loomis reporting that, that there's now word out that Hamas has come up. And we talked about it. Not only Hamas, but Chinese, younger, single men. You betcha. Uh, you have several Venezuelans, um, Guatemalans, mostly younger aged military men also who came up through our borders. And they all have similar haircuts. Yeah, what is like that? Military. I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah. right. What is that, Joe? If you see pictures, if you find of a it, picture, post one, Joe. Yes. Well, well, I have no I idea sent what it you're in talking our group about. Text. Uh, there was a whole video about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're gonna have to get that and play. How long it ago did you? How long ago did you put it in the group? It was uh, over the weekend. Yeah, it's it's really. Can you find it or do, and play I'll, it or, I'll, I'll or do I need to send it to you? If you can send it to me, it'd be probably quicker that way. But All I'll, right. If you had I'll something, Lizzie, I'll look for it right now. Very good. And, and Jesse's saying, what did Joe say? Joe was saying, Vic was saying that people are men 
that are military age coming from all over the world, coming in up through our borders, north and south. And what Joe said is so true. He found a video, and I did too, and you can find it. And Vic's going to look and see if we can put it up. They all have the same haircut. No matter what nationality that they're coming over, whether it's Asian, Middle Eastern, they all have that military haircut, and they all have the same look in their eyes. It's so true. And like Terry say in China, oh yeah, we're seeing busloads of people come over that are Asian men, and there's no women, there's no children, they they definitely are coming over for no good. I mean, they're not coming over to get money and send it back, they're coming over here to do some harm to us. There's no doubt about it, no doubt about it at all. And I can't find it yet, Joe, I'm trying to, if you see it. Um, let me know, or we can do that tomorrow too. I just can't. I found it. I'm going to send it to myself. Okay. Good. Thank you send for doing that. Send it to yourself and then put it up <clears throat> because that is something that we do need to be aware of. Troy says some are walking in cadence and what they I find, are, they are. Um, what I find interesting and Alex brings this up too. He's like, they probably have someone offering haircuts in these caravans, like cell phones and attorneys. That's true. That is true. I, th- um, I would not be surprised. Highly organized, highly funded. Yes. Yes. Um, we have always talked about there's not necessarily some hardcore proof except independent journalists like ourselves going to the border and asking people, where are you from? And of course, many of them telling you where they're from. Not everybody's saying it. But now reports, and of course, we'll see if national media or any local media cover besides us, that be careful because Hamas is already in this country as well. Terrorist groups like Hamas or those um, like Hamas, mm-hmm. that could be cartel related as well. Um, all of these people, um, you have to be concerned about. And if you think for a second that everybody that was trying to come into this country has good intentions for the United States, think again. We talked with John Rourke last week mm-hmm. as they cursed Americans as they came into our board, leaving all of their crap behind for John and Americans to clean up so that they didn't become even more of a cesspool than they really are at the border towns. You've got it, Joe? He's got it. Here we go. Okay. Look at their haircut. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm going to head out west where real women come equipped with scripts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Alex could be right that they could be coming over here and they're getting their phones and they're getting money cards and they also get their haircut. But it's their haircut. I agree with Joe. There's a reason for that haircut. It's able. I it think that they military. can. It does. And they can identify each other in, in groups as well, because that's not a haircut that you're seeing most people have right now. No, no, you don't. So, yeah. So if you're looking in a crowd and you see a whole bunch of people walking in cadence. Mm-hmm. And Jody's saying, "Love Kid Rock." That song is great. I love that song too. <laughs> Once again, that was Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer at Laura Loomer, where she was the one reporting that sources were telling her emergency intel meetings this week at our highest levels in the United States. Once again, because of the rise of Hamas terror cells that are operating within the American. Um, Cities across our country just waiting to get the word on when to launch attacks and terrorist attacks within this country. Something else to be concerned about, uh, if you don't think for a second the rest of the world isn't watching Biden do what he does, and that's why I bring up Biden, is because he's not a leader and he is weak and his administration is weak. 
his vice president is weak. Um, all of Mayorkas is weak. Our military generals that he brought, they're weak. Everything is weak. The United States sees it, whether this is all a plan to come after the United States, whether it's a plan to change this country. Um, you know, I know we go back and forth on what we feel, what we know. There's no proof. Some people feel like we have proof and you see it. These are just reports that are being put out there now. And especially when you see what's happening to innocent people, mm -hmm. citizens, civilians, just walking the streets at concerts as could happen in the United States. Yes. Just think about that. Jay calls it another consequence of a weak-ass president. Um, yes, I do believe for a fact that none of this would be happening if Trump was president because he's not taking shit from anybody. And he would make sure other leaders know just how he had China in check. And don't think for a second China was not in check, at least, with Donald Trump. Because sure. he attacked them with their money, and they're like, oh shit, we're dealing with somebody serious. Mm -hmm. Now we have all of this that's happening. And just when we think that there can't be another piece of information to add to our news cycle we have it and now it's getting all the headlines yeah 100 percent, all the headlines going to israel and and i i, I do i, I pray I, to god that justice is served mm -hmm. that israel is protected regardless of what people think about 1947 and israel getting land and if you we don't have to get into the whole biblical situation but since they have been refused to be accepted no matter what mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And and you've talked about this at the beginning of the show, that Biden is nowhere to be found right now. And that's not by accident. It's all part of the plan. We're being made weaker on purpose. They've been trying to do it gradually, 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 gradually until Trump came in. And they're just building up steam now, scared to death that their plan is going to be thwarted again by Trump. And so it's obvious now. There's, there's no coincidence that all of this is happening under Biden. And they knew how weak Biden Biden was. They know how weak he is. They can control him like a puppet string. And he's evil. Even right now, I don't know if he's evil because he's just brain dead up there. But deep down, he's he's been evil for a long time. He's a liar and he will do and say whatever they tell him to do. Um, another interesting point. I agree. Jay says, if Biden allows the U.S. to fire one bullet or drop one bomb, every anti-American Muslim group in the Middle East escalates this to mm -hmm. a full-scale war. It's 100%. not easy. That's why this has continued on and on and on. Uh, Stephen Chalowitz, who joined us with the uh, Israel Cast podcast, even it will never go away. There's, mm -hmm. He's like, it'll always be, as long as there is life, Yes, you, an effort where you have to defend Israel. You just have to do it. Imagine in this country, if every young person, man and woman, was forced to go into the military for a couple of years like uh -huh. they do in Israel, might change your perspective and love of country. Imagine living in that type of situation. Right. Well, and just I know that we had relatives years ago when they were going to be drafted and some people for, for Vietnam, it was it changed the perspective then too. some people were, I'm going to go defend my my country and others got married or had a baby to avoid Vietnam. It would be interesting to see what happened now that if we had a draft. It would be a very scary thing to put all of our millennials with men buns driving EVs and being woke in our military right now. And that is not on accident. This is all by design, all of it. And it's frightening. Lisa, this is what I was saying earlier. Lisa says we need every state rep, every senator in this country to email them these videos. Mm -hmm. Oh, we need to call every rep. 
and yes. every senator and email them all of these videos. Yes. They get them. They see them. Yeah. They know. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something about politicians, too. They should be calling this out. But many of them are worried. There's always a calculate. Well, yeah. I'm just I know them. I know the politicians. Mm -hmm. Even the great ones are, well, they measure everything. They do. I, Everything's measured. How do I look if I say this? How do I look if I say mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. um, is this going to be the greater amount of good for people or is it not? Yes, I agree with what this lesser community is saying, but there's more people who are against what they're seeing, even though I don't agree with what more people are saying. I agree with the lesser. I don't know if I can say something for the lesser because it's going to upset the greater and then that may change their votes away from me. It's, it's part of the game. And then, oh yeah, let me give my lobbyist a call and make sure that this is all right or how much money am I going to lose if I say this? And, and that's 100% true unless you're Trump. Like you said, even our great. Oh, and I'm even thinking from a, a local level. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am too. All the way down, local, very local, all the way up. You have to be very careful what you say. You have to be measured. And they're often told, just don't say anything. They're told by- That's the new one. That Yes. They're, they're told, just don't say Used anything. Used by Republicans uh -huh, and both, Democrats. Both. Well, and, and part of that I understand, even by the good ones, because even if they say anything, they are ripped 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 and then you can't take it back and it's taken out of context and so both groups will go after even sometimes good people not getting the facts that that particular say state rep senator congressperson didn't even say it in that context so they have to be measured because people take everything you say out of context and that's a problem. And many conservatives, too, then will just jump all over a person that didn't even say it in that context. I just, yeah, but I just think back to 9-11. It yeah. kind of, when you have a tragedy here, as Joe says, mm -hmm. uh, things could change really quickly. Really In quickly. regards to um, what maybe even media and people would think would be appropriate regarding guns, reporting, standing your ground, mm -hmm. re regarding taking care of threats, um, if and when they come and you see that life is going to change, you have to change really fast just to keep up with it. It could happen. It, it could very well happen. Um, Jody says, January 25, can't come quick enough. I agree. And that I'm going to be, and that would be uh, a swearing in day. Yes. <laughs> for Trump. And I am going to think like that too. I could very well be proven wrong that they're going to cheat again and that they're going to get some dumbass Democrat up there to be the shill for the uniparty. Well, it all depends on the mail-in ballots. It's very yes, simple. Yes, it does. If it there's mail-in balloting, simple. there are questions regardless of Correct. who the candidate may be at that point in time. And then no does doubt it create about it. A civil war of of sorts here. Are yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things we'll talk more about in the next year. Mm -hmm. As you see polling, because if you go into an election and Donald Trump is winning massively, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden doesn't win an election, mm -hmm. and then you look at the states and you look at when it was actually counted, and you mm -hmm. look at if the election stops counting for three hours or overnight again for the first time, and correct those kinds of things. Um, but when it comes to being concerned about safety mm -hmm. and what we see in Israel, I think it's definitely something to consider. I was talking with uh, an ATF friend of mine. Um, he can't show his face yet. We had him on the Edge radio show, uh, and he talked about things. And he just said, it'll blow your mind 
how more massively bad people are gearing up with all kinds of weapons, um, which is why you better protect yourself. You betcha. Why um, our government is less likely to go after as many of these cells, if you will. Um, he says they don't have enough people and resources and time to go knock down doors of everywhere they should be. He's already taken one bullet, uh, narrowly missed another bullet. Um, it, <laughs> I know it's not, as I say, cookies and lemonade poolside to talk about, but these situations are real and they're going on um, all across America right now, whether media is covering it or not. They are happening. Mm -hmm. uh, Aaron says they're not going to let him win election day. Talking about Donald Trump. Buckle up. 2024 is going to be an absolutely crazy year if you think things are just going to proceed like business as usual. Oh, no, it's going to be nuts. Uh, I don't know. But we'll see where Americans are, how mm -hmm. they feel. Mm -hmm. What are you willing to do if we got to that point in time? It is only October 2023. We're still over, what, 13 months away from election time. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting to it say the sure least. It sure is. Okay. This is cancel this, cancel this show.com. We had to play this song. Got to play it. Okay. We'll play it. Robert sent it to me. He thought it might be funny. We have a lot of Kansas City. Ch oh, you already got, I didn't see you, Joe. Um, is this a possible breakup song with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Well, if there's is an indication that she didn't come. They're not. There's no way they're broken up already. You, oh, really? They could be. Well, she didn't show up for the game this time. I, I appreciate viewers sending this to us. Uh -huh, I love. Um, it. I know people don't care about Travis Kelsey and you know, the Chiefs did win last night, and Taylor Swift did not go to the game. Yeah. Although there this last week, Travis even said, and his mom said that this has all been way too blown out of proportion. Which leads you to believe maybe they're just friends. Um, listen to this song and the lyrics. Pretty funny. You stole my heart, you intercepted it Now you're gone, have to accept it but Did I meet your mom too soon? Or did I do what I always do? Wouldn't that be funny if that was actually a song? I think that's funny as hell. Is that AI? Because it sounds like her voice. It does. It sounds just like her. But yeah, who? that's AI. Yeah, Damn, that, that's why I wanted to pray it. Yeah. Isn't that impressive? That's very impressive. That would be so damn funny. You mm -hmm. put the end in tight end. It sounds like, well, I'm not going to tell you what it sounds like you tried to do, and that's why they broke up. Oh. She had to throw a flag on the play. She, she threw a flag throw on that play. Yeah. Personal foul. Personal foul. <laughs> Number 87, illegal use of the hands. <laughs> illegal use right. of the hands. Oh, my gosh. A foreign so object <laughs> brought into the field of play that was illegal. Illegal. <laughs> That's good. That is good. And Donna says Taylor is just playing the field. Just playing the field there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what she's doing. And they, you know. And if you go on the field, you're just trying to score. You're just trying to score. What's she trying to score? 
More points wins. More points wins. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah, I appreciate you sending that to me. That was funny. I thought it was worth a laugh. Um, I'm glad that that is AI and that Joe, you confirm that is AI, right? 100%. I, I, I can't confirm 100%, but Has I can to tell be. you that there's no way Taylor uh, took time to make some sort of fake song. Yeah, that was right. only 40 seconds long. Right. <laughs> Whatever. That's pretty damn funny, though. All good in our hood, that's for sure. Guys, we appreciate you jumping. Is it, What else do we have to get? Anything else before we got here today? I was just making sure that it didn't leave. Nothing on a light note. Yeah. 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 We've got more heavy stuff, but we can get into that tomorrow. I think we're good ending up with this, as people are calling it, dipshit stuff that we're talking about with her. Yeah. And it is dipshit stuff. But I, I'm sorry. I do think it's funny, too. It's it's all funny. It's just more of, the, more of the bizarro world. And I had a discussion with my girls this weekend about it, and they just think it's just so great with this whole Taylor Swift stuff. And I had to listen to an hour and a half of all four of my girls singing Taylor swift stuff as we were making halloween cookies and i almost vomited but you know it is what it is i want to be halloween cookies already oh yeah we start halloween october the first and we do it every weekend we bob for apples we do if if it's halloween man we're doing bob for apples we do it all some people what at the at the sparks household you bob we bob for apples we make halloween cookies we do all of this stuff and usually we've already done spooky music i thought that we've advanced in the year 2023 Well, people, I guess you're the same family. To some people, the entire, head in- the entire month of October is Halloween. It is. For oh, our, yeah. The entire month. The entire month is we do everything Halloween. But I was like, girls, okay, enough of the Taylor Swift music. Play anything. Play anything about Taylor Swift. And I don't hate Taylor Swift. It's just my girls. All four of them are love her to an nauseum. And I was just What do you, fun. Bob? I mean... You you okay? You put you put water. And you put like, water in like a big tin type thing. You've never bobbed for apple. Come on, you've never. When I was like in the first grade or something, I just thought because now because of so many like colds and sick, people aren't all like sticking their head in the same water. Oh, the Sparks family. Do you think we care about tongues that? all in there? We don't care yeah, about that. It's like COVID water. Yeah, but we're not afraid of COVID water. Oh yeah, but people like you have to you have to put your head into the water and some people there's a strategy to get them faster too. Now I'll, I'll I'll do it with bourbon water or something. Well, there like you that. go. Well, so then you can wash whiskey, your mouth. Whiskey. Out. <laughs> do you do hay rides? We even do hay oh, rides. Oh yeah, and all of yeah, it. Of course, Rubbing out everybody. <laughs> Yeah, we love... Rob wants to know, how do you bob for apples? You like put your head in the water and you put your teeth, you try to get your teeth on the apple and then you got to bring it up. Now, some people can do that really well. Others have to push their head (laughs) all the way into the water to the bottom so it sticks there. It's fun. It's fun. If you've never bobbed for apples... So you have to have a big mouth. I don't know, because sometimes people can just pull it up with the little stem. It's really just Oh, so you can do it with your mouth and pull it up. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Yeah. It's it, really just a good way to drown your friends. Yeah, it really is. Teeth. It really is. Yeah. It makes for a good video. Holy crap. We're talking about bobbing for it. And then look at Greg. Controversy alert. Halloween is mainly a pagan holiday. You know, I, I, I understand the background of it all. I do. I understand it started as a pagan holiday. But in my household, it's it's not religious at all. We're Christians. We understand that people believe that. We just like to have fun. We just like to dress up in our costumes. Like our whole family, we were all Harry Potter one year. Hey, we were all Star Trek. It's, a, it's an easy holiday to love. I love it. I like dressing up too. Me too. I do. What, what are you going to dress up this year? I like year? Halloween. I don't know. We'll see. Well, there you go. I mm-hmm. I don't know. 
that's a private thing. I hope to get to go to a party. We'll wait. And that's see. a private thing. We'll see. A thing. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes. There you go. Uh, Glenn says, Vixen ever bob for apples or been floating. <laughs> yeah. And like, she's like, I don't oh think I've God. ever bought, maybe in first grade, you're right. I don't think I've ever bobbed for apples or been on a float trip. Sorry. At least Missouri style float Oh trip. my gosh. Joe and I are looking at I just at have it. Like, I've never bought floating. You don't live. It you never don't worked live. out. The closest I've gotten to float trips are Lake of the Ozarks. But you know what the best thing is to bob for apples And I love the, the Lake weekend. of the Ozarks. It is. You got to do it. You, you got to do it. <laughs> Glenn says happy Indigenous Day. Happy, it's yeah, Columbus ha- Day. Happy Columbus Day, everyone. <laughs> America is still the best. All right. We tried it. Well, there we go. But fading. Yeah. I'm sorry. It I, is fading. I, la, 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 la. I like that, though. Happy Columbus Day. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You just lost half the listeners. <laughs> Uh, I love you, Troy. You're still here. Um, love you guys. Thank you for listening to Cancel the Special. Thanks for Stephen Chalowitz. What a terrific guest to try to explain. Educate yourselves if you want to know about Israel. Um, and don't think for a second things like that couldn't ever happen in the United States. Um, we'll see. We need the expendables. We do. We're Sylvester, Dolph, Jason Statham, <laughs> Randy Couture. Um, anyway, for Pro Joe. For Lizzie Sparks, I'm Vic Faust. Thanks for watching Cancel This and listening to CancelTheShow.com. And we appreciate all the support you guys give us. And if you know of any advertisers or sponsors that want to partner with us, let us know. Um, yeah, Crystal with a K at CancelTheShow.com. Lizzie at CancelTheShow.com. Or Vic at CancelTheShow.com. Have a great day. We'll catch up with you tomorrow.